and welcome to Cutting from the Bulb and the Post Drew the Apocalypse. I'm Ben, I'm hanging out with Mike. Hello. And Claire. Hi. And today we're going to talk about marketing disasters. You know, because Mike's not a fan of capitalism and marketing is the worst part of capitalism, oh, I would say. Yeah. Remember, this? You know, they want you to buy their shit. Yep. What did someone describe marketing? It's the fear of not having their shit. Yeah. They install instead of fear in, oh, if you don't get this, you suck. Yeah. You suck as a person. And they play on humanity's weakness. You know, their sort of desire, well, not even just their weakness, just desire to better themselves or whatever. And they play on emotional things as well to, to get you to buy their shit. Yeah, yeah, my son's just asked for a little infinity cube. It's the new fidget spinner type right. you know, thing, but it's just looks a little bit Is different. it a black cube? It's a cube and it sort of moves and just keeps moving. Saturn cube matrix. Well, he got one for his birthday two days ago and it's on the kitchen side and not been touched. It hmm. was that fear, or his friends at school yeah. got one or whatever, it's very missing yeah. out, isn't it? Of course. So it's always fun when these things go hilariously wrong and it costs the said company, said heartless global corporation, a shit ton of money. Yeah. I think we can all find some humour in that. Yeah. <laughs> so... Before we do that, we'll just start with top listeners for the week. Lahore in Pakistan. Shrewsbury, United Kingdom, that's just up the road from us. Berlin in Germany. Port Louis, Mauritius. Timmy Sorara in Romania. Akron, Ohio. Las Vegas, Nevada. And Makati in the Philippines. Cambridge, where's MA? Massachusetts. Massachusetts, sorry. Hempstead, New York. Bermondsey in the United Kingdom, never heard of that. Cambridge, United Kingdom, Coventry in the UK, Monterey in Mexico, Miami, Florida, Toronto, Canada, London in England, Kuala Lumpur in Malaysia, Brussels, Belgium, you have seen you before, Bengaluru in India, hello mate, don't you just make sure you get that oxygen on that, yeah. don't smear yourself in kosher, huh. I hear it's bad for you, Croydon, United Kingdom, Atlanta, Georgia, Guadalajara, Spain, Ashburn, Virginia, Boardman, Oregon, and Charleston, Missouri top. I just want to actually clarify that about smearing yourself in kosher. Some people are doing that in India. We said about it on the news, you'll hear that. Yeah, news, yeah. I'm not saying that Indian people smear themselves in kosher for the fun of it. Just, 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 just clarify a, that, yeah. It's a bit of a trend that's, not, that's, not that's going about these days, you know, in these COVID times. Mm. Exactly. Exactly, it's a, it's a fast-growing trend. <laughs> Just keep on the oxygen. All right, let's start with one from 1996. All right, Pepsi, the Cola Wars. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, are you I, Pepsi or Coke? Coke. I'm Pepsi. Where are you, Ben? Pepsi Max. Yeah, for me. Oh dear. I think Pepsi Max is far mm. superior to anything Coke does. No, oh, it's got such a clatty taste about it. Clatty. Clatty. Yeah. <laughs> it, it doesn't doesn't wet your mouth. It dries your mouth and because oh, the sweetness in it and, and you know Coke. Oh. Yeah, but those sweet those sweeteners are you know just giving me cancer slowly. <laughs> I like original Coke. Yeah, that is the only oh Coke my. I'll have. Jesus, no, I'd no, never no, drink that. No, I don't drink it because it's so bad for you. Oh yeah, yeah. I do. It's, 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 the, it's the worst for you. But diet Coke. For some reason it gives me heartburn. I don't know why. I'm drinking it. Probably the sweeteners or the nasties in it. But so, but Diet Pepsi or Pepsi Max doesn't so. And I, I prefer Pepsi to Coke anyway. Actually, I prefer the Audi brand Cola X. Um, I have the Aldi. extreme no sugar. Extreme. Yeah. I have the Aldi Diet Coke, the real cheap one, the 17p bottles. They're actually quite nice. Mm-hmm. There you go. Well, they're not fighting the Coke Wars. It's Coke and Pepsi. It was pretty all made in the same fucking place. Yeah. In the mid-90s... All made with baby fetuses, isn't it? (laughs) Allegedly. No. (laughs) That was disproved. (laughs) Well, maybe. Now, in the mid-90s, they were airing their Pepsi Stuff promotional campaign when one of its commercials sparked a legal controversy. And Pepsi was suddenly caught with its foot in its mouth whilst having a tongue in cheek. Its tongue in its cheek. The campaign was simple. If you get Pepsi points from the labels and the cans, you can exchange them like, and get prizes like t-shirts and sunglasses or for 7 million points a Harrier jump jet. Hey! It was featured on the ad. 
Sure beats the bus, was the joke. <laughs> seven million. It's listed there. Harrier fighter, seven million Pepsi points. Pepsi's spot caught the eye of John Leonard, a 21-year-old business student who was only interested in one prize. And people say, you know, hey, why don't you want a T-shirt? And I say, well, there's a Harrier jet out there for seven million Pepsi points. Why don't aim your sights a little higher? Well, yeah, because each point is worth about a pound, isn't it? Mm -hmm. I think. You normally get one token per bottle of Coke or whatever. Yeah. It's about one dollar. So seven million would be seven million dollars. It's not even that. Hmm? I don't think it's even that. It does give the thing down uh, here. Yeah, yeah actually it? 700,000, isn't it? Yeah, it's not a lot. That's it, yeah. He noticed some fine print. In the place of labels, consumers could buy Pepsi points for 10 mm. cents each. So that's probably cheaper than buying the Pepsi. That's it, yeah, yeah, sure. You bought the Pepsi, it'd be like a work out about a dollar each. Yeah, yeah. You can buy them for ten cents off the site. He did the maths, quickly figured out that it'd take him seven hundred thousand pounds to buy the Pepsi points he needed for the Harrier jet. He hit the phones, convinced five well-off investors to give him seven hundred k. Nice little return for them because a, Pep a Harrier jump jet is worth about thirty-three million quid. Thirty-three million. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, he sent fifteen labels the Pepsi labels and a check and he waited for his jet and it never came oh. many a day he was actually didn't he send them like a, a $10 for shipping as yeah. well <laughs> probably wouldn't even start the engine with $10 yeah. worth of fuel okay so the jet though it never came Pepsi's response the ad was just a joke Tens of millions of Americans and people around the world saw the spot, got the joke and laughed, said John Harris of Pepsi-Cola. Mr. Leonard saw the spot, hired business advisors and lawyers and decided to take legal action. Well, can't blame him. No, it should be worth pointing out there was a catalogue that you could send off for to spend your Pepsi points. Yeah. And the Harrier Jump Jet was not listed in the catalogue. It was only on the advert. Okay. He's putting that out. Yeah. Pepsi went to court first, declared, asking that Leonard's claim be declared frivolous, and that prompted Leonard to file his own lawsuit demanding the jet. Ooh. This is getting serious. We're going to court. Yeah. He wants that bloody jet. And so would I. I asked my parents for a higher jump jet when I was about nine years old. I never got one. Who asked for that as a nine-year-old kid? Who's a... <laughs> Why didn't you want that says everything about your child. Why didn't you want to have your jump jet? They're fucking awesome. I thought it was nine. Why not? I don't want to bomb stuff in it. I just want to fly around. I wanted to shine a new bike or a new <laughs> Mega Drive or Some something. Some of us set our height sides a little higher. <laughs> I didn't want machines of death at nine. It's not a machine of death. It wouldn't have the weapons on it. I'm not going to be doing bombing raids on the school, <laughs> am I? Oh, Ben's in his jet again. <laughs> I'm not going to launch an Amran missile into Flip primary school. Don't flip him off, he'll bomb you. <laughs> or conduct strafing runs yeah. on the market. <laughs> I just thought they were really cool. Didn't even know what one was, I imagine, at nine. Just a fast plane, innit? I was watching, I used to go to Cosmo Air Show, I was on little planes. <laughs> Can I have one of them for my birthday? Yeah. Let's go down a bit, Mark. No, sweetheart. <laughs> Should see what Santa brings, and he didn't even bring me a model. Oh. Bastards. I know. So I lost all faith in humanity. Someone who's taking advantage of the legal system doesn't typically typify the Pepsi generation, said Harris. So the question became, was John Lennon among the best and brightest of the Pepsi generation, or was he just a nuisance? So they posed a question to several people on the street who all seemed to support him. They said, I think he should get the jet. You know, and someone said, maybe he's goofy, but you know, they're making them claims that they can't back him up, they shouldn't put him on air. There's a power of advertising. You've got this literal catalogue that says this thing's not in it, but hey, you're making that on the telly, mate. Yeah, people believe what they say, don't they? Too much, too often. And that's the way they've conditioned us with their own marketing. Yeah, you just can't put anything out there, can you? And just not, not sell it like that. And that's it. You know, it's got the term, the thing at the bottom. This is not, you know. Yeah. 
Yeah. Put a disclaimer on. Probably well, they have disclaimers nowadays. Yeah. But this guy's got a great idea. He says, oh, you don't give a guy, he's done something, he's done something pretty clever. I'd give him a tour across the country in a Harrier jet, I'd turn it into a TV commercial, boom, free publicity. <coughs> yeah. Doesn't say you get to keep the Harrier jet, you can just, well, you can go around in a fucking, around the country for That's a week, a good innit? Idea, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Great idea. Sadly, Pepsi didn't do that. It updated its commercial by raising the number of points needed for the jet from 7 million to 700 million, which would cover the cost of the jet. The 33 million dollars, yeah. pounds that you want to... Why? It kind of just fizzled out. The court granted a summary judgment in favour of Pepsi and ruled that no objective person could have reasonably concluded the commercial actually offers consumers a Harrier jet. <laughs> the court also added this gem of reason in its dismissal of the case. And this, this is fantastic. The callow youth featured in the commercial is a highly improbable pilot one who could barely be trusted with the keys to his parents' car, much less the prize aircraft of the United States Marine Corps. Oh, he sounds like a cunt. Oh, that's a fucking great quote. I like that. that sounds a bit like Judge Rinder, doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> a callow youth. He's a highly inoperable pilot. A 16-year-old boy flying a hat, the prize aircraft of the United States Marine Corps. <laughs> Made in Britain. <laughs> Was it? It is. So that's, it was all British, the Harry. It was Rolls-Royce engines. Mm. We were quite good at planes at one point. We are quite good at a lot of stuff. We are quite good at machines of death. <laughs> Especially flying ones. I think they could have got around this quite easily, you know, built a sort of replica, a fiberglass and... This is 1996, it'd probably be fine. It'd just be <laughs> PBC, well, that shitty wood, plywood. Well, yeah, plywood, a bit of fiberglass, a bit, you know. I think he wanted to fly, though. No, but then they, they they could have got round it, you know. This is not a flying toy. <laughs> you know, so... <sort> of. <laughs> <laughs> just, just put a fan in the bottom of it. Yeah. Make it hover. Well, they got around it because they said that an advert isn't binding in law. Mm. And it's a joke. Yeah. It's a joke. He just He's just being an arse. He's deliberately being an arse and not getting the joke. But he's thinking, well, you know what? In in this in America, it's, if you make lots of money and you can, do, it's the American dream, isn't it? Make lots of money. Mm. So you, you spot a loophole, you go for it. Yeah. He's like, oh, seven hundred grand for thirty-three million pound object? Yes, please. If they'd put it in the catalogue, I think they would have been fucked. They would have been, yeah. Then it would have been binding, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. But just because it was on the television. You're just like, well, you don't believe anything you see on TV. It ain't, it ain't binding contract. No. You don't have to honour it. Yeah. It's a shitter. Mm. Fair play to him for trying it. Yeah. Okay, I don't actually remember this. Then again, I don't drink a lot of bottled water, but this is Coca-Cola. And they tried to sell bottled tap water in the UK and hilarity ensued. <laughs> Uh, as literally one of the biggest companies on earth, I should point out that this article is from todayifoundout.com. They're a good YouTube channel. Yeah. Mm. They do contribute to our research, whether they like it or not. <laughs> so as literally one of the biggest companies on earth, Coca-Cola has their giant fingers in a lot of equally giant pies. One of those fingers happens to be dipped in the extremely lucrative bottled water market. The product we're talking about today is Dasani, which currently earns Coca-Cola just shy of one billion dollars per year. Hmm. In the United States alone, despite it being a drink that's nothing but filtered tap water with sodium chloride, which is table salt, potassium chloride and magnesium sulfate, Epsom salt, added. Unbelievable, isn't it? When Dasani sells exceptionally well in America, Soda Giant said, right, we'll fucking sell that in the UK. We'll have that. Get a bit. They love their bottled water, the Brits, and most of us do. They only insinuated in their official slogan that it was full of semen. What? Yeah, they insinuated in the official slogan that it was full of semen. Yep. <laughs> because yeah. the translation for spunk, which in American English... Yeah. Well, it means something different in England to America. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It means semen. So the logo in America was like a very attractive woman 
in a bikini for some reason, flicking her wet hair back, holding the bottle, and it said like full of spunk. <laughs> That's a completely different meaning in America <laughs> yeah. than it is to the UK. <laughs> <laughs> Now, you know, yeah. in the UK... And they sent out marketing things with that on it. Yeah. Unbelievable. No. So obviously, no one's going to buy it, are they? No. no. Put the sponge. <laughs> after that. Yeah. Well, it also accidentally introduced illegal amounts of a potential cancer-causing subject during the filtration Substance. process. Substance, sorry. Uh, the result was disastrous for the company likely costing them several hundred million dollars in the UK alone and putting a full stop on all their previous plans to expand the brand to places like France and Germany. Accidentally? Yeah. So they're getting normal tap water. I'd rather have spunk. Probably safe for you. And then they put this tap water through their own filtration system and ended up Doubling the legal amount of cancer-causing substances. Yeah. No words. I know. See, most Brits like a higher class of water. We like the high-end bottled water, which is naturally sourced. Mm. You know, there's a spring in a mountain, and they've just got a bottling plant yeah. at the bottom of it. Selling Brits tap water that I, you've added... I, want, I want the bottling plant at the top. I don't want, like, sheep pissing in it. It's naturally sourced. <laughs> How many sheep piss in rivers? No, they just fall in them to die. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I once saw a sheep fall to its death. Yeah. Yeah. On the yeah. train to Scotland. Yeah. Yeah, there's a sheep just sort of wandering about on top of the side of the cliff. And as the train went past, I just looked up. I saw it for a few, like 10, 15 seconds, it just fell. Just, I didn't hear anything, I just see this thing just fall down the side of the cliff. That's what like, it would have sounded like. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that sheep took its own life. Oh, maybe. It's, oh no. Fuck, I fucking cool hate Wales. <laughs> I hate Scotland. Yeah. Scotland. Oh, I hate Scotland. <laughs> now, 75% in the U um, is the US market of natural, so um, natural source water, but in the UK it's 91%. So we're not having going to have that, and especially not when it's come from a plant in Sidcup in Kent. Peckham Spring. Peckham Spring, like it only falls on horses, the classic sitcom. Yeah. Just tap water. I was watching that today. Was you? Yeah. Now, at the time, a half litre of water from the plant in Sidcup was selling for about 0 0.03 pence. No? Right. For reference, Dasani was put on the shelves at a price of 95 pence per half litre bottle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, an article in... That's all profit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A 2004 article in The Grocer casually mentioned the tap water source of Dasani water. The wider media was soon ripped up into a frenzy. Among other things, Coca-Cola's audacity in this situation was humorously compared to the plot of Only Fours and Horses where the Del Boy and Rodney sell bottled water called Peckham Springs. <laughs> in fact, only 10 kilometres from where Peckham is. Oh, wow. Is Sig Cup. As a bottled spunk. Can't live without spunk, apparently. <laughs> is one of the slogans. The slogans being full of spunk, bottled spunk, and that you can't live without spunk. <laughs> And uh, yes, the images featured models who apparently never learned to drink water properly, splashing Dasani all over their faces. <laughs> and apparently that this particular spunk was something you can enjoy at home, at the gym, at work and in between. <laughs> it is a way of everyday life and is vitally refreshing and abundantly available. <laughs> spunk. <laughs> they cleaned up their online marketing campaign and tried to justify the fact they were selling drastically marked up public water to the public using the... They're trying to say, oh, look at the purity of Dasani. It's got multi-barrier filtration and reverse osmosis. I hate all that bullshit, don't you? Reverse osmosis. What kind of bullshit is that? It is a real thing. <laughs> Hang on. Is it? Yeah, it's a real thing. Refresh my GCSE science brain. What's osmosis? That's where one fluid goes from one 
higher concentration, like what pressure to a lower yeah, pressure. Yeah, so like it goes between cells and things, yeah. doesn't it? Okay. Stomach walls it, it and things sort of like that. purifies it in, in the process. Yeah, Distil okay. Like distilled water, for instance. But what's reverse osmosis then? Goes the other way. Doesn't reverse so osmosis. So all the clean water turns into shit. No. You just said when it goes through osmosis, it filters it. So reverse osmosis would be having double filtered, clean filtered water and then turning it back into crap with all the all the crap added to it. That's well, what it sounds like. Maybe when it's going into it and reverse yeah. osmosis, it's taking it everything out of it. Like distilled water, that's done by re reverse osmosis. That unit. does make sense. No. <laughs> remember that a layman like me does not remember what osmosis was but a hazy memory of being a 15 year old at school so your average layman who's buying this is not going to know what osmosis is but you know what reverse osmosis sounds impressive to me and also I said just trying to bad news Alex Jones is always going on about you know when he sells reverse osmosis it's, uh, you know to take up the fluoride and take everything out of the water Ah, it also well, if uses... you say it, then it must be all right. Well, there we go. <laughs> also, adding the water went through a technique perfected by NASA to purify fluids slash urine on a spacecraft. Well, if it can purify piss, yeah, yeah, that is not a very good thing to say. Like, hey, look, our water goes through the same thing that NASA recycles piss through, and as it's public yeah. water, probably a lot of piss in there. Basically, their filtration process is exactly the same filtration process many warm water filters use. So they're not doing anything special, they're no. just running it through your, um, your Britta. Yeah. That's all they're doing. Your Britta. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they're just doing that on a bigger scale. Yeah. Well, but I think that's not reverse osmosis. No, they're but they're just dressing it up, is it then? Yeah. And don't forget, it's adding twice the amount of cancer causing substances as well at the same time. Yeah. Through their filtration. But the water, when it when it comes from Thames Water, who is the actual supplier, is fine. Yeah. Their water's absolutely fine, and they're saying that Coke are making them sound like twats. Yeah. So hang on, our water's absolutely fucking purified, safe to drink, and absolutely meets all the standards required for public water, and you're going, oh, well, we filter it, and you're like, well, fuck you. Twats. So they spoke out against Coke as well. Yeah. So it is just tap water, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's worse than tap water, well, worse, yeah. because they fuck it up somehow in their filtration process. Mm -hmm. It's not what they're putting in this filtration process, but it's causing more cancer substances. Oh. Yeah, and just adding salt, basically. Can we kind of double down on the marketing and marketing their purification process? Uh, hoping it would sway the public back and unfortunately the process they used to filter the water actually left it filled with double the illegal amount 10 micrograms per liter of bromate which is the cancer causing compound shortly after illegal levels of bromate were found in Dasani a spokesman for the drinking water inspectorate released a statement noting the Thames water supply contained no bromate whatsoever so where did it come from? Why are they putting that in? It was eventually determined that during the final stage of the purification process used to produce Dasani, when ozone is used to sterilise the water, the small amount of naturally occurring bromide, it's an essentially trace element for us, contained within the tap water, reacted with the ozone to produce the suspected carcinogenic bromate. The result was a Coke recalled over half a million bottles of Dasani and the Food Standards Agency advised people who had already purchased it not to drink it. <laughs> I don't remember this, do you? I no. don't remember this. So I don't even remember Dasani. 2006? 2004? Yeah. It hasn't even got a picture of the bottle, has it? But then again, 2004, how old were we? We, had, we were like in our early 20s. I was not buying bottled water in my early 20s. I was buying cans of Pepsi Max and beer. Yeah. I've never bought bottles of water. So I don't like drinking water. I, I don't buy them, but they give them out of work when it's hot for nothing until they have it on sale for like mm. 10p. Most days. I like squashed water. <laughs> it's not Dasani though, it's all spring water. Shropshire Springs. 
I don't know actually. I can't remember off the top of my head. And who drinks sparkling water? Oh, I know! Who drinks sparkling It's the devil's own piss. <laughs> <laughs> it does taste fucking... I think normal water is refreshing enough. I don't need fizzy water that tastes terrible. Try it, Try it with some um, lime soda water and lime. That is like the most refreshing thing. Yeah, we can just get limeade for the same thing, isn't it? Yeah, but if you're in a pub, yeah. soda water mm. and lime. Okay. Well, Don't let them right. charge you like £2.50 for it as well. Jesus Christ, for fucking you water want... and some lime. Yeah, I know. So if it's over a quick, go, what the? <laughs> yeah, well, used to be 30p for a pint of squash and the uh, white art. It back did, in, back in the day, that got me through many a Sunday, that did. Or a beer with a splash yeah. of lime in for something like, what, 20p extra or something like that? Well, we got the last Friday and Saturday, spend all our money. We were like 16, 17 at the time. Yeah, bear in mind, getting pissed in them days used to cost a tenner a night. Yeah, tenner, yeah. I remember that. Five pints for me, that was it, I was, I was, I was done. Two pints for me, I was done. <laughs> Still, I could, I could buy cigarettes man. as well, so that's, yeah. you know. And weed. Yeah, so I've changed the bus home. Yeah. <laughs> used to get pissed on a Friday, Saturday night, didn't we? And yeah. Come Sunday, we're in the pub, all skint, just on the squash. <laughs> yeah. I think he got his jukebox money, though, to be fair. Yeah. He'll put an eye of the tiger on five times in a row to piss him off. <laughs> So, as you can imagine, after the combined news broke that Coca-Cola was taking ordinary tap water, accidentally adding a potential cancer-causing substance, and then trying to sell it for a 316,600% markup over the cost of the water itself, the PR nightmare reached its zenith in the region, and they withdrew Dasani from the UK and cancelled the planned launches of Dasani, in certain other regions in Europe. And shipped all the the water to some sort of like other country where... Yeah, but just shipped it to Africa. Mm. Oh. Or no, just poured it no, back really... in the fucking drain. Yeah, they probably it. did that, yeah. Just tipped it down the drain. Yeah, it probably cost them less to tip it down the yeah, drain. It's only public water. Yeah. Fuck it, they've lost the... It's, it's all got that cancer-causing substance anyway, it's illegal. I know, yeah, but that unscrupulous. I wouldn't yeah, be fucking surprised, yeah. you know. What about that got... Bayer, when they... Yeah. All that AIDS-infected, no, all that AIDS-infected blood. Yeah. But oh, yeah, they just sold it to South America and Africa. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah, that's like the cuntiest thing you could ever do, isn't it? Sell infect, knowingly sell infected blood to regions that are just poor and crying out for it. And yeah. You've got to say, you can't tell me there's not a racist agenda to that as well. Maybe. More money, though, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, they probably did ship them off to Africa and sell them probably about 50p a bottle. Yeah. And they lost 7 million in marketing alone, which is 10 million or about 15, 10 to 15 million dollars today. Sorry, 10 million pounds, 15 million dollars. The full size of the hit financially they took won't be known, but you're looking, yeah, anywhere between, I'd say, more than 10 million pounds. I think you could double that, can't you? 10 million, they're saying the bottled water industry is currently sitting at gross sales ah. of 2.5 billion pounds, 3.6 billion dollars in the UK. So they've lost potential share of that. Oh yeah, well of course they'd be making more, wouldn't they? Yeah. So yeah, you'll never know. Hundreds of millions, if not billions, of you sell it to Europe too. Yeah. But you know what? Fuck them. I don't yeah. like Coke. As if they need any more hundreds of millions and billions. You're know, still doing Coke now, Claire. They're probably adding bromide to it. Uh -huh. <laughs> One that's only kept it's like you know it's same recipe over the over the time, innit? I know they, they took the cocaine out of it, you know. And that, <laughs> yeah, that was a mistake. That was, it was a blow. <laughs> yeah. Ah, well, they did try new coke. Right. That failed. Everyone was like, "Nah, I prefer the original." Right. Yeah. So really? they just halved the sugar in it and stuff. They used it was a new recipe. Mm. Still no cocaine though. Mm. Mm. Shame. Yeah. Okay, let's have a look at some others. Yep. Circuit City Divex. D-I-V-X. Or is it Divex? I don't know. I don't know. Fancy Divex, so fuck you. Or Digital Divex. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> okay, bro. Apologise. Wow. Would-be 
Well, I guess there was something repressed. <laughs> <laughs> <You wanna? laughs> was the would-be combatant with DVD when the home video movement advanced from VHS in the late 90s. Circuit City, you know the failed electronics big box. I don't know them personally. The American. It must movement. be an American firm, yeah. Lost more than $114 million in the venture. They went out of business in 2009. The DivX format was not unlike DVD, except you had to buy the disc for around four bucks. Right. It would be playable for 48 hours after the first watch. From there, you had to purchase additional playtime. What? what? Yeah, so it's like a DVD that's locked after 48 hours. You have to pay again if you want to watch it again. Right, okay. The machine itself tied up your phone line, which at the time was the only way you had on logging onto the internet. Wow. Viewers found the machines entirely too complicated to understand and opted instead to support DVD, a <laughs> format that would allow you to simply buy the title and watch it time and time again for, you know what I mean? For the price. Yeah. Wow, what a bunch of overreaching bastards. Not only are you going to buy the special box to play it on, plug it into your phone line so it ties up your phone line when you're watching a movie, you get 48 hours worth of viewing, then if you want to watch it again, you've got to fucking buy additional time. Twats. That is cunty, isn't it? Yeah. No wonder they're out of business. That's nearly as bad as that fucking dude who, who's, who got that medication and uh, marked it up. That AIDS medication? I can't remember what his name was now. It's at the top of my head. He marked up the fucking medication, cost him like a couple of bucks a pill, and he marked it up to like 2,000 bucks a pill or something daft. Right. He was a cunt about it. It wasn't Martin Scranny, was it? No, it could have been. I hate that cunt. I think most people do. Not so much a marketing disaster, just being pure cunty. Oh, yeah. I don't know about AIDS medicine, but I heard it was an EpiPen or something that he did. Ah, right. He bought the Wu-Tang album, didn't he? That rare Wu-Tang album for like a million dollars or something. All right, you know. Speaking of AIDS. Anyway. Yeah, speaking of AIDS. Yeah, after strong say, um, AIDS diet candy. After AIDS diet candy. Yeah, after strong sales showing... In the appetite suppressant market during the 70s, the AIDS brand... Spell A-Y-D-S. Yeah. yeah. We'll pronounce AIDS. <laughs> ...had the unfortunate circumstances of trying to find an audience right around the time that AIDS, spell A-I-D-S, was scaring the hell out of people across the world. Autoimmune deficiency syndrome. Yeah. I think. Considering that... That AIDS was at the time a disease that withered its victims away to nothing. The fact that AIDS was sold as a weight loss product created some sort of double whammy in the marketing campaign. Yeah, it's terrible, yeah. isn't it? I mean, it's unlucky because the 70s, they were laughing. Yeah. And then the 80s, the AIDS pandemic hit, and it's like, oh shit. Lose weight with AIDS. But surely they could have just. Change the name? Yeah. To Ebola? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Just change your name. They could have um, rearranged the word Yads. They could have been Yads. Yads. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah Yads or Sades. Whatever. Or Days. Days. There you go. We missed the fucking up. We didn't know countdown. <laughs> Appetite for suppressant that will... Keep you not hungry for days. Yeah. Well, there you go. You could have sold. You could have saved this mm. company. I oh, know. Yeah. You would have pummeled my Yad's company. Yad's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my Sades company wouldn't have done well either. My Yad's for your Nads. <laughs> <laughs> See your Nads again with Yad's. Yeah. <laughs> Can I have a job as marketing campaign, mm. please, marketing manager? Yeah. Sweet. You can have marketing director if you want. Oh, fantastic. There you go. <laughs> Very clever, $100 million. We're <laughs> <laughs> bankrupt. Oh, shit. <laughs> can at least have a business card. <laughs> Pay for it yourself. Uh, okay, well. Yeah, I mean, that's unfortunate. Lose weight deliciously with the aid of AIDS. <laughs> Was their slogan? It reminds you of the South Park episode where pre-pedophile Jared Fogle, you know the guy who ate the subway diet and he lost a load of weight. He became a bit of a minor celebrity in America. 
Then he was locked up for having indecent images of children on his laptop. Oh, fuck. He featured in an episode of South Park where he was like, oh, I didn't lose the weight all on my own. I had AIDS. Uh, and he's like A-I-D-E-S, like diet and help people, you yeah. know, nutritionists, like AIDS. Oh, A-I-D-E-S. Yeah, like an yeah. aid to camp. Mm-hmm. Mm. And uh, he's like, I'm gonna give, I'm gonna make sure that every fat kid has AIDS. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna give all the kids AIDS. I'm gonna give everybody AIDS. <laughs> and then, like, and everyone's like horrified, thinking he's gonna give them all HIV. <laughs> <laughs> Casa Sanchez tattoos. San Francisco eatery Casa Sanchez would have lost millions of dollars had they not capped off the craziness surrounding their 1999 tattoo promotion. According to the campaign, if a customer got a tattoo of the Casa Sanchez logo, they could eat there free for the rest of their lives. <laughs> also providing a much needed boost to the tattoo industry in San Francisco, I'd imagine. Yeah. yeah. Co-owner Martha Sanchez didn't expect there to be such a huge response, but in an April 1st, 2010 Wall Street Journal article, she revealed that they had to quickly cap the number at 50. Uh, April the... 1st. I know, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. The promotion was uh, then quickly revamped by Casa Chan- Sanchez, though wisely with new restrictions. A tattoo must be a certain size, the meal is only one per day, and prospects must be interviewed by Mrs. Sanchez herself to make sure they are a good fit. And the homeless people, basically. Well, that guy looks like he's got a stab wound where his <laughs> tattoo oh, yeah. is, so he's probably not going to get in. Same would be if you've got it done on your forehead, I'd imagine. Oh, you'd have to give him a meal, wouldn't you? With it on his forehead. <laughs> I don't know. Do you want a madman with a Casa Sanchez tattoo on his forehead sat in there? I don't know, but I get the McDonald's arch touching my butt cheeks. <laughs> I bet I can get a Big Mac every day. <laughs> so the middle arch is your crack, yeah? <laughs> and, the, and then you've got the gold, two golden arches either side. Yeah. Is that why, like... All the staff at our McDonald's have got some kind of weird PTSD. Yeah, just have to bend over, pop my ass cheeks and say I'm loving it. <laughs> every, every time. <laughs> but hey, I've got a Big Mac. <laughs> They're just like, no, no, you really don't have to do it today, sir. Yeah. No, no. I remember what you look like. Just, the image of your bottom is just, is imprinted on my eyelids every time I close them. Uh-huh. Please, please. <laughs> Here's your, regular, not... here's your regular meal. <laughs> here's your extra sugary milkshake. <laughs> Just the way you like it, please. It's something like that, then, yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Treat them now, see if they'll reply. About McDonald's? Yeah. If I, got, if I got the golden arches off my butt cheeks, would you give me free burgers? Yeah, for life. Where to try? I think you should do it. Alright, what's the next one? Oh, the Burger King. Farewell to the King. Burger King, that is. The folks at BK tried to make a start at the Burger King for years, starting in 2003. And all they ever got was that same consensus reaction. Creepy. It is creepy. Look, it is creepy though, isn't it? He looks like the KFC guy, but they've just, you know, he's not great. They've put a crowd on him. I just... I can't make it if it's like... He's dressed like Henry VIII, but it's not. Which makes me think that he's going to behead my wife. <laughs> and the sunglasses and the creepy... It looks a bit of some Rolf Harris, doesn't it? <laughs> there's a Rolf Harris vibe going on, isn't yeah. there? Definitely. And the sunglasses and the Renaissance Fair costume just make him look like he's... I don't know, maybe on the run and trying to... <laughs> no. <laughs> but the crown doesn't help. No. It's not even a real... It's not even a, could they could have given the Burger King a real crown rather than just a shitty paper one that you get from in-store. Hmm. Well, they phased out Ronald McDonald as well, didn't they? Yeah, there's a reason for that, though. No one likes fucking clowns. Yeah. Well, no one likes creepy kings, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one likes creepy kings going around <laughs> trying to feed children burgers while their parents' back are turned. <laughs> with that grin on his face. No. They didn't set a good precedent with a king on the initial commercial. Who wants to wake up in bed next to a guy with a head the size of the elephant man? <laughs> That's true, I remember that yeah. advert now. You, you turn over in bed and he's there looking at you. Don't you shit your pants? Or you are washing the sheets, king. Uh, 
first quarter of 2011 sales of BK were down 6% and while we don't think it's fair to lay it all at his throne, the King certainly hasn't been helping matters. The campaign was officially cut in August 2011. I'd argue that the, the sales of BK were down 6% because they're shit. No, I like a Burger King. I do like a Burger King. They're expensive. A bit more yeah, exactly, a bit more expensive. Aren't no, they? I don't like them. Well, there's one popped up round here, isn't there? You know, it? we used to have to go all the way Schiffnall. Now it's just, you know, it's a bit indistant, isn't it? Oh, is For it? Us, yeah, it's just over there. Oh, well, I didn't know um, that. Right by McDonald's and KFC and Costa and Starbucks. And all those other heartless multinational corporations that have um, slowly bought into the town centre recently. Oh, yeah. You never can't. go to a Burger King at the airport. Or anywhere, for that matter. <laughs> a service station. Yeah. No, but at the airport, it's like literally 10 quid for a burger. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Everything's marked up at the or airport. Meal. It's like fucking unbelievable. Yeah. I had a, a, I think I had a Burger King at an airport once, and the burger was like, like a kiddie's burger. Hmm. It was like, meant to be a fucking Whopper. It was like reduced size. It was tiny. Yeah, the Whoppers aren't actually Whoppers. You've got to go for the XL double. Well, that's a con in itself. Yeah. The Whopper, it's a con. Yeah. It's just, it's... Honestly, the XL double cheeseburger, it might be like six quid a burger, but it's fucking good. The Whopper is a, the equivalent of like a double, of McDonald's double cheeseburger. Would you agree? It wasn't as big as a McDonald's double cheeseburger. Oh, dear. Yeah. Okay, Claire, do you want to do the next one? Okay, so we're uh, back to Pepsi. Um, They're doing well, Pepsi. No, no, they aren't, they? Advertisement The Kendall feature. Jenner ad, isn't it? The Kendall. Yeah, the Kendall Jenner one. Leading to a march and a protest. Wow. Um, with the generic message written on posters and eventually handed a Pepsi can of soda to a police officer. Pepsi said in a statement that they were trying to project a global message of unity, peace and understanding. Well, if Pepsi solved all global problems, it wouldn't be a problem. Hmm. I mean, if the Israelis fitted their Iron Dome with a with cans of Pepsi Max, I bet Hamas would stop shooting missiles over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember this advert, they pissed me off seeing it. I was like, what? Yeah, it's like... It's bullshit weren't the BLM riots on at the yeah. same time and yeah. she's like they're literally doing an advert featuring a riot and she just goes oh have some yeah. Pepsi, Pepsi and all of a sudden everyone starts beating each other huh? <laughs> I'm joking that uh, <laughs> they start they start all like drinking Pepsi and being happy don't they yeah well that's what Pepsi will do for you she's white isn't she Kendall do you know I have no idea I'm not sure I think she is I don't even really know who she is. I'm aware that she's something to do with the Kardashians. Bruce Jenner's daughter, I guess. Who's Bruce Jenner? Oh, he's he's no Caitlyn Jenner. Jenner. Right, Right, so she is something to do with the Kardashians then. Because he's married to, or was Matt. I don't know how that's worth. No, I don't. I don't. I've never seen the Kardashians. I I, I know know, know of them. I don't watch a show. I can't help but not know. know of them, sadly. Mm. I'd rather not. I don't. I think. Hang on. I seem Surprising to think. you know more than me, you know. <laughs> I seem to recall one of these Jenners, like, being. Well, all of them are fucking tremendously wealthy. I know that yeah. much. Sport kids, aren't they? Probably, I imagine. Mate, I'm sure the ones just like made billions off perfume and fashion and shit. It might be her, Kendall. Mm. I don't know. It sounds like a kettle to me. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Kendall are a fucking electronics brand in the UK. That's a chocolate, isn't it? Oh, Kendall mint cakes. <laughs> oh, these are dished them out in the ration packs and the nice. Yeah, forces of. Oh yeah, I never actually. I always used to trade mine though for the uh, treacle sponge and custard dessert. Mister hmm. T. Yeah. Sad to see Mister T on this list. Not his fault though. He didn't write it. A marketing effort ceases to be effective when it displays an underlying message that is so blatantly overpowering you lose sight of the product. Such is the case with the 2007 Mr. T Get Some Nuts promotion from Snickers. In this advert, Mr. T terrorises a speedwalker with effeminate tendencies by shooting Snickers bars at him through a Gatling gun. (laughs) In the process, he pities the fool and criticises him for his choice of exercise. Yeah, he says walk like a real man, doesn't he? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, it's a bit homophobic, oh, to say the least. 
I totally didn't. I, I've seen the advert, but just been like, no way, it's Mr. T, it's Mr. T, and totally missed them. <laughs> <laughs> missed the undertone, I have. That's terrible. Shame on you, Mr. T. Do you want to see the advert? So yes, uh, after watching the advert, where Mr. T describes the effeminate speedwalker as a disgrace to the man race, and pities him and tells him to run like a real man, LGBTQ support groups decried the message Snickers were sending out to people. Yeah, just a bit. It's shocking, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's, it's a bit, I mean, especially for 2007. Yeah. Surprisingly recent. I'm yeah. saying that, that's, that was actually quite a while ago now. Isn't what, it? 14 years ago. Yeah, that's quite a while ago now. Still, though, I still think it's a bit dodgy back then. Yeah. But it had yeah. to have been because it took off, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I think I've only seen the edited version, so... That can't have been up long. No, 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 no. Went out for one day and then were like, oh shit. <laughs> Pull it. Alright, who wants the next one? Yeah, go on then. Next up, the Tom Ford Vaginal Fragrance Ad. <gasps> Taking a page from Calvin Klein's book, the fragrance line from Tom Ford decided to launch a 2007 campaign that consisted solely of a woman with a leg spread open, the only thing separating you from her special place being a bottle of their scent. Oh. Well, I mean, if that isn't blatant, I don't know what is. It smells like vagina. Buy this and you'll get some pussy. That's what it's saying, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, buy this and you'll see more of this. Unless, of course, it goes to a really bad mental place and every time you do, you do pull the women, Get them back to your place, and then you take their, you know, pull their trousers down, their panties, and as you know, you all you see is a bottle of Tom Ford, <laughs> and you're then unable to perform, <laughs> which is tragic. Don't happen to me. I mean, <laughs> it's a hell of a brazen ad, isn't it, Claire? It is a brazen ad. There's, there's, what well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't leave much to the imagination. <laughs> you can see this... right through the bottle, but there would be something to see through the bottle, would there not? I can, I'm closer than you, and I can see a little bit through the bottle. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Only a little bit, though. I'm <laughs> on the stream. <laughs> it's been a long lockdown. <laughs> I actually, yeah, think, I'm actually I think that's a drawing, isn't it? I don't know, well, I feel quite aroused. Is it? I think it's a drawing, yeah. No, it's a photo. Uh, it's not a photo. Yeah. I'll go with photo. Yeah. So I'm, I'm feeling aroused. <laughs> <laughs> Moving swiftly on. When Ben gets aroused. Too late. Skittles kill people. Touching the rainbow campaign. Oh, I love oh, this I advert. Love, yeah, I love yeah. this advert. Dark as fuck, but I love it. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't look very happy, does he? And I always questioned, if he, why doesn't he turn into Skittles? What happens if he, if he touches himself? Yeah, I think he'd have done it by now. <laughs> it worked. I don't know, like, it's like Spider-Man doesn't get stuck in his own webs. Mm. You know? Superman can't knock himself out. Yeah. I guess. King Midas couldn't turn himself to gold or anything. No. Right, okay. And I'll probably like that guy from The Boys where he could vomit acid, but he doesn't have an immunity to it and he vomits on himself and his face eats away. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> I love that bit. Well, Skittles took a page out of the King Midas playbook with their 2008 um, ad campaign about a guy who turns everything he touches into Skittles. This somewhat clever ploy takes a dark turn, however, when the uh, man in question bemoans, bemoans the curse that, that of the Skittles touch, stating that he can't hold his newborn grandson in his arms. And that he accidentally killed a man on the bus <laughs> earlier that day. <laughs> He'll never see his family again. <laughs> Why is he working like in an office? I mean, surely if you were aware of this man and you were the CIA... Just imagine the amount of fucking keyboards you're going to get through. He needs a new keyboard for every letter that he presses. Yeah. yeah. Well, you have your voice recognition technology. You didn't have that then. No, what, 2007? Yeah. yeah. I'm surprised Skittles, in this, this world where he's real, they'd have to, like, kidnap him and then like, get a recycling plant and he just touches everything. Oh, yeah, their production costs oh. would literally go to zero. Yeah. But they'd just have to keep this guy locked up. <laughs> yeah. Well, not locked up. 
Like just having him touching, he's in touch bigger and bigger things, wouldn't he? Yeah. So be like, oh, he on the building. Would the building just turn to skit? Yeah. All the machines. Yeah. Oh no, look, he's in that building, and it obviously doesn't work with his trousers because he can't sit. You know, he's sitting on the chair, isn't it? So it's got to be just of his touch of his fingers. Is it just the finger? Yeah. You would think that everything, everything he touches turns to skittles and they taste great. This man could solve world hunger. Yeah. I mean, like, hey, we've got this decaying he, whale corpse on a beach. Get him in. He touches it, turns delicious skittles. He wouldn't certainly be helping the obesity crisis. No. Though, no. <laughs> no, or the diabetes crisis. <laughs> but. But. Send him to Africa. The amount of sugar. Why are you saying send him to Africa for? Because he's black, you racist. No. <laughs> no, Listen, the feed the African skittles, they'll be fine. They're the most impoverished na- uh, <clears throat> continent, aren't they? Africa. They are. Yeah, people starving in Africa, aren't they? He can be, you don't have to send him anywhere. You can just ship it over. I mean, he can literally touch anything. We can get. We can bring up wrecks from the bottom of the sea that've been there for like eighty years. You can touch them. They turn. What if he turns the sea to skittles? <laughs> We don't take you to the sea, you just bring the stuff in, hoist it on a crane with a net. He's dangerous. Yeah, he's dangerous. He is dangerous, you're right. Look at that face. He doesn't look happy. What if one day he decides to launch himself at the president? Turns into skills. What happens? The vice president takes over. What if he does them all? No, he's. New election. What if he kills every politician and assumes command? Then we're in trouble. <laughs> exactly. He lives on the Skittles factory. End of. Yeah. Yeah, he probably does. I think we should end it there. One more. Have we got one more? Yep. Oh yes, of course. Is me. Yep. The EA Brass Knuckle Dusters. Usually the phrase a criminally bad marketing fail would be hyperbolic, but EA literally broke the law in this epic marketing mistake. The video game company gave away brass knuckles to media outlets alongside advanced copies of the Godfather 2 video game. <laughs> yeah, they literally sent out brass knuckles to people. Never. Yeah. To children yeah. and teenagers. Turns out that many of the states where they ship the brass knuckles, they're illegal weapons anyway. <laughs> uh, oh dear. <laughs> With the promotion, the company realised it wasn't the greatest idea, so not long after sending the brass knuckles out, they quickly contacted journalists asking them to sort of send them back, you know, get them, get them back. <laughs> In a way, EA might have still sort of come away with a bit of a win. Okay, so kids didn't get these, sorry. It was just to media outlets. It's like a promotional thing to the journalists, so they've got to play the game and write a review on it before it comes out. Uh, sending the brass knuckles to the journalists. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, so I'm sure I saw in a video where they were sent out to, to buyers of the game as well. Yeah, maybe then, yeah. I don't know, um, conflicting. Yeah. Um, but either way, despite looking incompetent, they generated more buzz around the not-so-hotly-anticipated Godfather 2 game with a marking mistake that they would have likely otherwise avoided. Though, ultimately, the game was a commercial failure because they sold only 400,000 copies, which is pretty shit. And the game looked a bit shit. So, yeah. There you go. It's funny when it fails, but remember, they still want your cash. The biggest piece of marketing advice I'll ever give anyone is never buy a computer game based off a movie. Yeah. They're always shit. Like the James Bond. GoldenEye is the exception to that, but that was on the N64. Mm. Uh, if you can track that down and get an N64, yeah. The only other exception I made to that is Revenge of the Sith on the Xbox. No, I didn't play that. That wasn't bad. Other than that, every other computer game is terrible, based on the movie. But it's tra- it is like some proper they live shit, isn't it? Like, you know, this marketing world that we have. Yeah. It's mental. Have we got some fucked up facts, Mike? Yes. Can we have the jingle then, please? Facts, facts, fucked up facts, 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 facts. Never know when that's going to end. Facts. Okay. Okay, you think more clearly on cloudy days. Okay, why? I don't know why, but apparently there's some research. 
That's what they've come to the conclusion. Does that explain my growing mental stability? Because the weather's been shit. <laughs> you're growing mental stability? Yeah. Yeah, could be. Or, on sunny days, you're more likely to just crack the beer open yeah, at 11 a.m. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Yeah, 11? Phew, you're leaving it late. Mm. Be conservative. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've got kids to look after. Yeah. <laughs> you see that every Brit needs to drink 124 beers? Yeah. To save the nation's pubs? I'm not cutting down. What? Everyone needs to drink 127 beers? Yeah. To save the nation's pubs. Now, I went to my local on Monday night thinking, wow, I'm going to have a pint. I had a shit day. And I'm like, well, I've had a day at work, it's a Monday. I hate Mondays. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have a pint. And I went down the pub and I was like, went to, just walked in. I was like, are you, uh, you, you ain't taking cash or you get card? Cash only. Okay, and I walked out, and I was like, oh man, I never got my beer after all. I had to wait till yesterday. Hmm. You'd think it would be contactless, wouldn't you? Yeah. Well, I suspect the pub in question was open before he was meant to, so he's been taking cash only. (laughs) I went past there a couple of of weeks ago, and the lights are on, and the curtains were shut. Hmm. I suspect he may have been opening up. Was there a special knock you had to do? Maybe. You were not in the know. Are you cool? Yeah. Can I come down? Yeah, all right, there's only X amount in here. Mm-hmm. X fact? Yeah. Mm-hmm. According to new research, your cat will happily take treats from your enemies. Your dog, however, will not. Mm-hmm. That says everything. <laughs> says everything you need to know about cats. <laughs> Vile, horrible, malicious. Well, they're just like, keep your enemies closer type mm. thinking. No, the, dog just, the dog's just outright protecting you. The cat's like on some exotic spy mission where he ends up getting pampered and having lots of sex and then, at the end, kills you as a would-be attacker when he realises he's not going to get much. The dog's just like straight up ripped the throat out. Or to bite their knees off in your two dogs' case. <laughs> <laughs> See, they've never got over being worshipped as gods, cats. I'm telling you, never got over it. They know it. About 67% of conversations go on longer than the participants would like. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, In some cases. Depends on your will, doesn't it? Yeah. We do alright. I guess it says participants, so I guess it means both people want it to end quicker. That's true. If you meet someone on the street randomly, oh, you're like, I hate them. And you're like, oh, hey, where's it going? Yeah, I've got to get on. Yeah, I've got a chicken in the oven, that's what yeah. I was saying. It's <laughs> um. like, oh, I've got to get on. I don't even give them a reason. I don't, I just, I just, don't even give them the satisfaction of a reason. Chicken in the oven! We've <laughs> always got a chicken in the oven. I know, I know. I love, I love chicken. chicken. <laughs> I just have AIDS. <laughs> then walk off. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you mean then you walk away eating candy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, some funny looks at me. Okay. One of the world's leading experts on dog human interactions is Dr. Barker. Fantastic. Amazing. In 2011, one American pollster asked how many Americans approved of God's job performance. Was it fairly high? 52% approved. Wow. <laughs> I thought there'd have been more yeses than noes on that poll, yeah. Only yeah. 9% disapproved. Of how well, well God is doing his job. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It just... Whoa. Boggles the mind, doesn't it? 40% yeah. weren't sure. Weren't 52 sure. said yes. 9% said they disapproved. Wow. Well, there's no accounting for some people's bubbles. Mm. Certainly not. Mind well, you, depends who they're asking, doesn't it? If everything's going well for them, they're like, yeah, man, he's doing a great job. If not, then, uh, is it now I disapprove of this or I'm not sure? Some species of sea slug decapitate themselves and then regrow their bodies. Ooh. That could be handy for summer. Mm. Pull it apart with their, their mouth bits, I should imagine. And where would you start growing? Yeah, <laughs> get a tiny little sword. I'm but guessing where you start they get... growing again when you're just a pair of lips and then you start <laughs> growing again. I'm guessing their body gets bitten by a fish 
instead of dying, just decapitate yourself. Somehow you can detach yourself, and then you're just a head wandering about until you grow your body back. Whoa. Convenient. Mm -hmm. yeah. A bit Highlander wishes you, you could have that. Yeah. If you could isolate that gene and put it into super soldiers, you know, when their body's destroyed, they just cut, their head, cut off. their head off and regrow. And yeah. Dolphins are born with moustaches. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. I'm going to have to get on to David Attenborough and ask him about that. You should. Before penicillin, doctors would occasionally prescribe colloidal silver. Yeah, silver's got a really, you know, they put it on plasters and all sorts, don't they? Yeah, unfortunately, the downside is it's good. it turns your skin permanently blue if you have too much of it. Oh, so that's where the Smurfs come from. <laughs> oh, makes sense. He's got really shit medicine in Smurf town. Well, they just suck on silver coins all day. That could be it. Who knows? I don't know, I never really watched Smurfs. Just aware of them for cultural reasons, like the Kardashians. <laughs> In the 1920s, undergraduates Oxford played a game called Beaver. Right. If you spotted a bearded man and you were the first to shout Beaver, you received points. If you spotted a man with a red beard, a King Beaver, you would shout and you'd win the game. Wow. Wow. How red a beard has he got a beard? No. I'm not calling you King Beaver. <laughs> I'm just looking at my doing how red and yeah. you know, have you got a King Beaver there? Yeah. I think I have. <laughs> I don't think it's red enough. I don't know. Yours is definitely not red enough. King of the Beavers. <laughs> no, mine's too blonde for its own good. You know, that's my biking heritage. Clearly. And you're a fucking Viking. Of course it does. The gingers are more Viking. Nah, soulless entities dispatched to another hell-like void. Nah. <laughs> 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 I thought I'd just do a ginger listeners. <laughs> According to a new paper in the Bulletin of American Meteorological Society, Hawaii has the best rainbows on Earth. Ah. That's nice. I suppose that's why they took over the or somewhere over the rainbow song with the ukulele. Mm. Yeah, I love that song, that cover. Yeah, it's alright. Did say you wanted a fat man, a fat Hawaiian man playing the ukulele singing that song at your funeral. Don't know how we're gonna arrange that, but the, the number of evangelical Christians in a state predicts the number of searches for male enhancement. Ah Really? What? Surgical. Yeah, must be. Interesting fact as well is that the majority Pornhub released a thing where they did they broke down popular searches in areas by region in the states, and the Bible Belt had the most searches for gay porn. Mm -hmm. I assume Pornhub are telling the truth. I don't know. Good trustworthy company like Pornhub. Well, they'll be using that, you know, using that to market stuff, won't they? And yeah, it's because it creates an algorithm, doesn't it? Or, or sell their information for other people to market stuff. Yeah, it always has like popular near you. All they got to do is sell that that information to Google, then Google knows, like you know, anybody in this sort of area just bombard them with them sort of. Yeah, with ads for that. Adverts, yeah. IP addresses and stuff. Absolutely. Well, they might give us one more. Okay, last one. In 1849, enslaved American Henry Brown boxed himself up and mailed himself to a state where slavery was illegal. Oh, nice. He left the box a free man. Well, nice. That's awesome. inventive. That is inventive. I'll give him that. He mailed himself too, and then, you know, how long it would take to get there? A long time, probably, knowing the, the, the Pony Express, wouldn't it? It'd be like, Oh, there you go. What, what year was it? Did it say? 1849. Uh, there were no trains. Railways then? Yeah, but mm. not the, the railway lines weren't as extensive as uh, they were after the Civil War, because obviously they needed loads of trains, so sort of massively expanded America, America's rail network. There's a fucked up fact. America wouldn't have the network work it did today if it wasn't the Civil War. 
well in the in the eastern bit of the country, western bit of the country. Anyway, yeah. And on that mm. note, I've been Ben. Thank you very much for listening. Don't drink the favourite. Don't join the call. I've been Mike. Thanks for listening. Peace out. May the force be with you. And I've been Claire. Keep an open mind, but not so